Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello, I'm Auntie Cecily. And I'm Auntie Nat. And I'm so glad you've come back to join us in our worship time. How are you all today? Good. Good. Yes, Can Bethany. I say hello to my grandma? Yes. What's your grandma's name? Grandma Lynn. Lynn. Okay. Hello, hello grandma, grandma Lynn. Lynn. Thanks, Bethany. We know a lot of older folk watch this program and it's so nice to have you join us. And we hope you feel welcomed too. And speaking of welcomes, welcome Teddy. You've sort of kind of become part of the furniture, haven't you? Sure is. <laughs> Auntie Nat, would you like to say a prayer for us before we commence our worship time? Sure, I'd love to. Dearest Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for bringing us safely through another week. We thank you for the Sabbath where we can worship you. And we ask, Lord, a special welcome and a blessing on the children at home. We ask, Lord, you please be with them, and especially the older folk as well. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Auntie Nat. Now let's have a look in our blessing box. Let's see what blessing we might be able to share with someone else. Kate, would you like to open the box and read a blessing to us? Invite a friend to church. Oh, that would be a nice thing to do. What do you think, Auntie Nat? Oh, I think that would be a Thanks, fantastic Kate. idea. Do you know, when I was a child... Some relatives took me to church and do you know what? That sowed the seed in my mind and it helped me decide to follow Jesus when I was older. So I think it's a fabulous idea. Oh, that's lovely. Can you think of someone you could take to church next week? Kate, can you think of some things that might be a blessing to someone if you brought them along to church? They can learn that Jesus loves them very mm. much. So inviting someone from church could be a really lovely blessing for them. It could change their lives, couldn't it? Yes. Boys and girls, have you had a special experience where you've invited someone to church and it's ended up being a blessing? We'd love to hear about it so we could share it with mm. the children here. Our address is on the screen. Yes, we'd love to hear about your experience. Aunty Cecily, you've been sharing so many blessings with us about the second coming of Jesus. Do you have another one for us? I do. Oh. Remember how we spoke last Sabbath about what happens when Jesus comes? God will raise the dead and those who are alive will be taken up to meet with Jesus in the clouds. Later in our Bible study, we'll discover how the Philistines were deceived. Do you know, they thought that if they stole the Ark of the Covenant, that they would have the power of God and that they'd be able to use it for themselves. Before Jesus comes, Satan will try to deceive everyone by impersonating Jesus. If you see someone walking around on the earth claiming to be Jesus, don't believe it. When Jesus comes a second time to take us home, he will not touch the ground. He will be in the air in a cloud of angels. Listen to these verses found in Matthew 24, 4 and 5. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. 
And in verses 26 and 27, it says, Therefore, if they say to you, Look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So beware and do not let Satan deceive you. Let's remember to read and believe in God's promises. Oh, amen, Aunty Cecily. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Jesus really wants us to read the word so we won't be deceived about the manner of his coming. Oh, look who's just snuck in. Thanks, Pastor Rick, for joining us. We are so blessed by your musical talent. And I'm glad to be back again, especially with you children. And I understand Aunt Cecily's been taking us through Jesus' return or Jesus coming back to earth again. I have a song just on that theme. It's called Jesus is Coming Again. Can we sing this one? Marvelous message we bring. Glorious carols we sing. Wonderful words of the King. Jesus is coming again, coming again, coming again. Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe evening and will be soon. Coming again, coming again. Oh, what a wonderful Pastor Rick, can we please sing books of the Bible? Oh, that's a great song to sing, and I think I might play it on the ukulele. Could you hold this for me? Yep. Wonderful, wonderful. What a wonderful song. Great idea. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yes, my Lord is wonderful. Isn't Jesus, my Lord, wonderful? Eyes and seas have heard. It's recorded in God's Word. Isn't Jesus, my Lord, wonderful? Let's sing it again. 
Thanks, Pastor Rick. Won't it be wonderful when we get to sing with the angels in heaven? And now it's time for a story from Dr. John. Do you want to see what he's up to in his study? Let's go and find Dr. John. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John and welcome to Storytime and welcome to all the other boys and girls who are watching. I want to tell you about Brian and Olive and their three little boys. It was Dr. Brian and they lived up at Kempsey and he had a new house, a new car, three little boys. Oh, he was so happy until one day the phone rang. Hello, is that Dr. Brian? Yes. Would you like to be a missionary? No. I've got a house that I'm paying for and a car. He hung up, but then he thought about it and he said to Olive, Maybe if they ever ask us again, we should say yes. And you know what? The phone rang again. Would you like to be a missionary? Yes. Where to? Well, they went to Penang in Malaya, or we call it Malaysia now. But before they left, they were told to be very careful of two things. One were the bandits who liked to shoot missionaries. But the other thing, they said there are lots of snakes. And Brian said, really? Dangerous snakes? Very dangerous snakes. In fact, I've got a photo of the type of snake. It is a cobra. And when a cobra gets angry, they can stand that far up. And if one bites you and you haven't got the medicine, start saying your prayers because you've only got 25 minutes and you're dead. Well, with that news, Dr. Brian, Mrs. Olive, and the three boys, Brian, John, and Gordon. What were their names? Brian, John, and Gordon. They arrived at their house. They'd been flying for a day and a night, and it was nighttime. They went to bed and early the next morning, Dr. Brian came out and he opened the back door. It was very hot and he didn't have shoes on. And he put his foot on the back of a king cobra, a hamadryad. And he shut that door so fast, he nearly left his foot outside. And he came in and he said to Olive, don't unpack the bags. We are not going anywhere except home. And he had breakfast. His hands were shaking. Then he thought, God has asked us to come all the way out here to be missionaries. And now we're going home. There's not very much faith in that. And he said to Olive, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my Bible. We're going to pray. And I'm going to get the Bible like this and I'm going to look the other way and I'm just going to open it and put my thumb inside. And if there's not a message under my thumb, we'll go home. Is that fair? Well, he thought it was. Had prayer, opened his Bible 
and he put it on a text he'd never ever read before. It's Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Behold, listen to this. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents, snakes, and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will ever hurt you. He looked at that text and he said to Olive, I think we have to stay. And you know, they stayed there for 12 years. And they killed 12 snakes in the bathroom in that house. Little John went to the bathroom one night and he turned on the light. He looked on the floor because the shower used to go onto the floor. And right there was a great snake like that. <laughs> yes, you got a fright. And so did John. And Daddy had to come and get rid of it. Do you want to see a picture of Brian and John and Gordon? That's what they looked like when they lived in Penang and were never bitten by any snakes. That's Brian. That's Gordon. Who's that? John. What's my name? John. That's me. That was my mummy and daddy. And we had that as our favorite text for all those years. And it is still our favorite text. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions and nothing will hurt you because God looks after missionaries. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Annie Cecily, would you like to say a prayer for us to open our Bible study today? Yes. Dear Father, thank you so much for our Bibles. And we just pray that you would help us to understand the things that we read. And please give us willing hearts to follow your word. And please especially bless the children and families at home who are watching too. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Anna, we were studying about some interesting characters last Sabbath. Who was, um, who was the main character of our story last week? Samuel. Samuel. Now, was he obedient to God? Yeah. He was, wasn't he? And he was only a child, wasn't he? Yes. And ab what about Hopna and Phineas? No. No, they weren't obedient to God at all, were they? And our story today that we're going to talk about is what happens with the consequence of not being obedient to God. It's a very interesting story. So, Anna, you're going to start off our reading with 1 Samuel 4, 1 to 2. Now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines and encamped beside Ebenezer and the Philistines encamped in Aphek. Then the Philistines put themselves in battle array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. Mm, thanks, Anna. Mm. So the Israelites went to war without consulting God or the high priest their spiritual decline and wandering away from God's laws had caused them to make an unwise decision. Unfortunately, because of their unwise decision, 4,000 men died in battle. Let's continue to see what happens next. Matthew, can you please read 1 Samuel 4.3? And when the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from Shiloh to us, that when it comes among us, it may save us from the hand of our enemies. 
So Hophni and Phineas went into the sanctuary at Shiloh and took the ark out of the most holy place without permission of their father, the high priest. Now, Aunt Cecily, can you just put that up to, for the camera, please? Now, were they supposed to go into the most holy place? No. no, only Eli, the high priest, was supposed to go in there and only once a year on the Day of Atonement. Thanks, Aunt Cecily. Now, when the ark arrived at the Israelite encampment, there was a huge shout and cheer from them because they thought that now God would win the battle for them. After all that of going to get the ark, the Philistines actually won the battle and 30,000 Israelites died. God was not with the ark. God only resided with the ark when the children of Israel were being obedient to the Ten Commandments. That is what the ark was for. What was the ark for? What was inside the ark of the covenant? The Ten, the ten Commandments. Kate, can you please take the blue cloth off our ark of the covenant so the children can see at home? Thank you. Isn't it beautiful? So God was unable to bless this endeavor. Can we keep the commandments on our own? No. We can't. Jesus, we have to invite Jesus into our hearts and he will help us keep them. Let's go to our memory verse found in Philippians 4, 7. Okay, let's read that together. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So if we pray to Jesus every day and ask him to help us keep his commandments, he will. Okay, Kate, can you please read 1 Samuel 4.11? Also, the ark of God was captured and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, died. Mm, so Hophni and Phinehas died among the 30,000 and the Philistines, they stole that ark. Now, an Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin ran all the way back from the battlefield to Shiloh, where the sanctuary was, to tell this awful news. The ark being taken was too much for Eli, and he fell off his chair and he died. Let's continue reading what happened to the ark. JJ, can you please read 1 Samuel 5, 1 to 4? Yep. Then the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. When the Philistines took the Ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod arose early in the morning, there was Dagon fallen on its face to the earth before the Ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set it in its place again. And when they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon falling on its face to the ground before the ark of the, of the Lord. The head of Dagon and, and both the palms of its head, hands were broken off on the rest hold. Only Dagon's torso was left on it. Thanks, JJ. So this is showing that God is more powerful than the idols. The idols were bowing to God. Now, Aunt Cecily, can you show us where Ashdod is on the map, where they've taken the ark to, all the way from down there? Okay. We've got a map here, boys and girls, showing the journey of, the, of where the stolen ark was taken from Shiloh at the sanctuary all the way down to Ashdod. Thank you. 
Okay, Aunt Cecily, you're going to read 1 Samuel 5, 6. But the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he ravaged them and struck them with tumours, both Ashdod and its territory. So God sent a plague of tumours on the people and they decided they could keep the ark no longer and they sent it to Gath. Okay, Anna, can you please read 1 Samuel 5, 9. So it was after they had carried it away that the hand of the Lord was against the city with a very great destruction and he struck the men of the city, both small and great, with tumours and tumours broke out on them. Thanks, Anna. So the people in Gath were also struck down with tumours and they sent it to Ekron. Now, Aunt Cecily, can you please point to Gath and then up to Ekron? I took it all the way up there. Thank you. Matthew, can you please read 1 Samuel 5, 11 to 12? So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of God of Israel and let it go back to its own place so that it does not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. And the men who did not die were stricken with the tumors and the cry of the city went up to heaven. Thanks, Matthew. So the people of Ekron now get the plague of tumors and they want to get rid of that ark. The Philistines realize they need to do something with the ark but they're not sure how to remove it from their country. They asked the priests and the wise men of their land and they put it on a bullock cart and they send it on its way with a very special gift next to it to try and appease God for what they've done. Do we steal from God? No, no we don't. Bethany, can you please read 1 Samuel six thirteen to 14? Yeah. Now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley, and they lifted their eyes and saw the ark, and rejoiced to see it. Then the cart came into the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh, and stood there. A large stone was there. So they split the wood of the cart, and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. So the ark arrived safely back in Israel. Can you please show us Beth Shemesh on the, on the map, Aunt Cecily? There we go, there. But something happened to the people of Beth Shemesh. Kate, can you please read 1 Samuel 6.19? Then he struck the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. He struck 50,070 men of the people and the people lamented because the Lord had struck the people with a great slaughter. Mm, thanks, Kate. Very sobering. Mm. Aunt Cecily, can you please read our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, because she shines something very interesting on that verse that we just read. All Israel had been taught to regard the ark with awe and reverence. When required to remove it from place to place, the Levites were not so much as to look upon it. Only once a year was the high priest permitted to behold the ark of God. Even the heathen Philistines had not dared to remove its coverings. Angels of heaven, unseen, ever attended it in all its journeyings. The irreverent daring of the people of Beth Shemesh was speedily punished. Many were smitten with sudden death. Thanks, Aunty Cecily. Mm. So did the Israelites know better? 
They did know better. They knew that they weren't supposed to take the blue cloth off the Ark of the Covenant. Do you know what? Even the Philistines, who were their enemies, didn't remove that covering. But the Israelites really did commit a great sin because they went and took that cloth off and they even dared to open the lid and look in. So God was not happy with them and they suffered some very grave consequences. Caleb, can you please read 1 Samuel 6, 20 to 21? Yes. And the men of Beth Shemesh said, Who is able to stand before this holy Lord God? And whom shall it go up from us? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kirjath Jerem, saying, The Philistines have brought back the Ark of the Lord. Come down and take it up with you. Thanks, Caleb. So the Ark goes to a place called Kirjab Jerem. Can you point that out? Thank you, Cecily. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we study today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls. Like Auntie Nat said, you can download our devotionals free from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com. Hey, Nick, don't forget about Teddy. Oh, yes. While you're there, you can visit Teddy's blog. He has posted some videos of his intense training for the show. Boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Send us an email on how you're enjoying the show. So hop online today. Thanks, Sarah and Nick. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to study in our lesson next week? Yes, next Sabbath we're going to study about kings. Can you find out in your Bible who was the first king of Israel? We look forward to studying that with you next week. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse? Yes, children, can we read this all together? Yes. Philippians 4, 7 And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And Jeremiah, what did you learn about the king today? To read our Bibles so we won't be deceived by Satan. Yes, that's so important. Jesus wants us all to be in heaven with him. He doesn't want any of us to stray away and be deceived. The Bible truths keep us connected with mm. Jesus, don't they? Auntie Nat, it's almost time that our worship's come to an end. Oh, is it that time again? It goes by so fast. Children, are you ready to send your, the blessings on to the children at home? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's turn around and do that.
to get to heaven because I can hang out with Jesus. I can't wait to get to heaven so I can see God's wonderful nature. I'm looking forward to going to heaven because we are able to live forever. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.